Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Focus on Albany. I'm Cynthia Pooler, and my guest today is Zach Garafalo. And Zach and I are going to have a conversation about the alleged misuse of the Albany County payroll system. So, Zach, hi, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Cynthia. Thank you. Now, when this when this um, story first hit the news, what was your reaction, or what did you think? Well, these are certainly serious uh, allegations, but I think you know we all have to remember that it's it's important to uh, stay calm and you know let things play out whenever possible uh, before jumping to any conclusions and, you know, see where, see where the information leads. Um, And, you know, I I also was hoping that, you know, there would be, you know, if there's no, if there's no impropriety, then generally there should be no reason to uh, stymie an investigation. So, you know, I think that's what we expect most of our, uh, you know, our our leaders and our elected officials: openness, fairness, transparency, um, and you know, full full honesty and and high levels of integrity when it comes to uh, doing the business of the public. Now, you and I w- were involved in politics and, and the neighborhoods and so forth. Do you think the average person considers this an important story, or do you think they just disregard it? You know, I think a lot of people are just trying to get by, just trying to make ends meet. Uh, You know, the holidays, put a a present under the tree or, Mm -hmm. you know, in front of their family for, for Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever else you know, someone might celebrate. Um, but it's, but, but, you know, I think openness and transparency as it pertains to our elected officials is, is an issue that, you know, that we all need to pay close attention to, um, you know, honest government works. Dishonest government prevents the access of, uh, prevents access to resources, services, support, you know, for members of our community. So, you know, I think it's important that, that, that people pay attention to the conduct of their public officials. And then, you know, and, and this is not alleging any impropriety. Uh, however, if, if these allegations are substantiated, um, you know, then I think, people need to understand that they do hold power to hold elected individuals accountable. And that's to the ballot box. That's the most powerful tool we have in our, you know, in our Republic. So um, I think, well, I, I really don't know, but do you think something like this has gone on before and it was the courage of one person to talk to the controller and say, 
hey, there were improprieties going on, look into it. Do you think this this has been a common practice in Albany County and it's just coming to light? You know, I think that when you look at everything that's going on nationally and internationally with whistleblowers and the protections that are theoretically afforded to whistleblowers now in relation to what used to be and the lack of protections for people with sensitive information who wanted to do a public service and come forward, um, you know, I think that I think that in in any any municipality, uh, there's certainly been uh, questionable questionable behavior over the years. Um, whether or not that's just the way things get done, that's a whole you know that's a whole other debate. Is it right or wrong? You know, it's wrong. But uh, I'm glad that. Uh, you know, it's admirable, honorable, and, uh, you know, just, I couldn't, I, I, having, having that information or the alleged information and then going up against, you know, the power structures to bring this information to light, uh, that is a profiling courage that you don't see every day. And, you know, the point of government is, again, to be open and transparent, conduct business in an ethical, transparent way so that folks understand, number one, what's going on, and so that if there are any questions, you can resolve them out in the open, and that's what's troubling about this. You know, in in Albany County, you don't see many Davids taking on Goliath, meaning the mm-hmm. machine. It's uh, I think it's it's pretty interesting. So since there's a new admini- administration and the in the county controller's office, do you think this issue will be tried to be swept under the rug? You know, the county comptroller is an independent position that is supposed to provide oversight of the county resources, financial programmatic, so it's in the best interest of the county taxpayers um, that, you know, honestly, I think it would be a dereliction of duty if if these allegations are not continued to be uh, investigated at this point in time. That's why we have an independent comptroller. It's up to the comptroller, you know, to make sure that there there is no malfeasance, that everything's above board. And if there's nothing to hide, hopefully they'll welcome a full, independent, impartial investigation. Why do you think this story is so important? 
you know, it goes back just uh, we live in a we live in a time where um, you're seeing people who are in places of power and be on a local, city, state, national level. And, you know, I think, I think people are sick and tired of seeing uh, people get into office and then just doing the same old thing. Uh, and this is, not, this is not intended as an attack uh, on, any, on any particular individual. I think, generally speaking, people are just sick of seeing people getting into office, not doing anything potentially making, and again, speaking generally, making money off of that office, using it for their own personal and political gain. And then, you know what? What what really irritates me the most is that conduct like this erodes the public's trust in the institution of government, and then it decreases participation. So it's like, you know, not only are the people – and I'm talking generally, not only are people who are alleged to have, you know, been involved in, in inappropriate activities, you know, hurting the public trust, they're also decreasing people's participation in government. Because it's like, why would somebody go vote if, you know, it's just, if it's just going to be business as usual? You know, there's such a ton of apathy in our country right now, um, and it's been brewing for quite some time that leads to people not going to the polls. And then when we talk about, like, you know, you tie that into the census, making sure that Albany gets what it's, gets everybody counted so that we can get our fair share of resources, it just perpetuates the stigma um, and this mentality that, 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 you know, government is not out to help people. Mm. So when you, when you first heard about it, was it shocking to you? Because you were not born and raised in Albany. Do you think it was more shocking to you than people who grow up in this kind of mindset? It was not shocking to me. Um, you know, it, it, it serves no value in jumping to it, to conclusions, believing hype. It's like a snowstorm, you know, and the buildup to a snowstorm. Everybody, you know, lots of people, definitely, you know, it's, it's definitely newsworthy and it's definitely reportable news. Um, but no, I I didn't freak out about it. Um, you know, I, I I was I was certainly interested in seeing a full, open, independent, impartial, transparent investigation into these allegations. But no, I didn't freak out um, because it, it it's you know while the allegations are disturbing. There's no sense in jumping to conclusions when all, when all of the facts are not yet presented. What I find really interesting is uh, people put on the TV, they watch, you know, whatever, uh, 
CNN or MSNBC or Fox News. And and, uh, CNN and Fox News keep talking about Donald Trump is using the presidency for his own personal gain. But I'm sure there's other politicians, lower, you know, down-ticket politicians who are doing the same thing. So I think what what's being talked about is, in Washington is a distraction, and I think it's so important for people to pay attention to what's going on in their communities and to um, make um, educated assessments of it. Would you agree? Yeah, I'd agree that it's the government and it can, you know, municipal, local, it's, it's, and and every layer of government, it's their responsibility um, to provide resources so that organizations can prepare people. It could be the libraries. It could be funding to nonprofits. It could be public-private partnerships to achieve this. But I believe that one of the most crucial things to have a citizenry that is informed and able to actively participate in our community is exactly is exactly what you're saying. Um, to have access to reliable information, be able to differentiate between, you know, good, honest sources, and you know not not good sources, fake news as they call it these days, um, you know, also determine facts from facts from opinion uh, mm-hmm. so that when issues like this do arise, people don't just automatically jump on the bandwagon of okay let's 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 convict this person without a trial. You know, let's have some due diligence. Let's figure out what's going on, um, because we jump we jump to conclusions way too hastily as a society, mm-hmm. and uh-huh. that's incredibly detrimental. Number one to the rule of law, but also to you know due process and everything that our constitution that our constitution affords us. So I think that it's important that people, you know are informed consumers of literacy and media so that then, you know, they can figure out what's right, what's wrong, who do they want to support. And then it extends even beyond that into being able to just, you know, be informed participants in, you know, at work, at home, um, you know, and just in our community at large. You know, I've lived in in the county for 10 years now, and what I've observed is, you know, many people are so busy with their lives that they barely have time for community activism. So therefore, totally, totally right. And so, when it comes time for elections, you see very few people with a new face that's stepping up to the plate. It's kind of, to me, it's like musical chairs. 
the the same people go from one elected uh trying from one elected office to another to another to another and therefore there's not a lot of people who are striving to make government in Albany um, Albany County more accountable and I think that's that's really a shame so the people who do run and do win I think there's a sense of you know uh, well there's going to be a lack of accountability so I could kind of do anything I want would you agree so let me address that in a couple points, if I may. Uh, you know, it's it's. We live in a world where, you know, it's not like where many many people don't know their next door neighbors. They, you know, people are doing doing what they need to do to survive, and unfortunately, there's no time to, you know, develop those healthy relationships with members of your neighborhood, members in your community, members in your ward. Um, When we look back at history and how Albany works, you know, there was something to be said about how, you know, through the ward structure here in Albany, the different, you know, the different ward leaders, um, you know, that structure could be used to really empower people to participate um, and change things. If there are improprieties, you know, to change things. And this can extend from beyond that word structure into the neighborhood association. Um, but like, yeah, I, I, it, the decline of community, the decline of civic engagement, it's, it's steadily been decreasing since, you know, well before I was born, um, and it's just it's been un- it's been interesting to watch it sort of play out. Um, in terms of transparency, though, again, we're a uh, government is supposed to be controlled by the people. We elect people to represent us, and then those in turn should put people into into positions who can carry out the responsibilities um, appropriately. Like civilian oversight of law enforcement is another another example. And it'd be really interesting, I think, if, you know, the Albany, the, the new comptroller for the city of Albany, um, you know, you talk about independent oversight of entities wouldn't it be interesting if the Albany County Comptroller had some oversight responsibility for the police department? I think that could really restore some public trust if you had another eye on what was going on, an independently elected entity overseeing what's transpiring in the department. It's an, it's, it, you talk about how programs are run, that's within the audit function to make sure that objectives are met, cash is being spent appropriately. You know, I think I think that's you know one way that we could, um, you know, at least in the eyes of of people, 
kind of add another layer of, of um, you know, monitoring and oversight, <laughs> you know, literally auditing the department. Um, you know, and I think the same could be said on, on the county level, the comptroller's office for um, other county departments. Wouldn't that be up to the people to um, make their voices be heard and say, I want this to happen? Because if people don't speak up and and they don't speak up about issues that are important, then the elected officials, I think, might shrug their shoulders. What do you think? Yeah, so, I mean, I think some of the stuff that, that people in the community have been doing, like I look at, a block at a time and how, you know, we've managed to engage a lot of people who don't necessarily come to meetings, you know, using, using an online platform. So you can comment at any time, uh, making them in truly accessible locations. Like it was really awesome to see new faces offering real solutions and like, tangible ways to get there, not just these, you know, real, real idealistic ideas, but like doable, doable things. And it it literally takes a block at a time to get people involved. People are so used to like the way, the old way of doing things that's not going to work anymore. If people want to, um, if people want a say, they, And if you've been told your entire life that what you have to say is not important or like, you know, you've been passed over or whatever the circumstances may be, your vote really does matter. One vote can change the outcome of an entire election. And I think that's what we really, um, we really need to be communicating to people that their vote matters their voices will be heard definitely at the ballot box if they do not if they do not agree with somebody you know or they or they do agree with somebody um and i think it's also up to government to fund these sorts of entities that empower you know that that work to empower and uplift the citizenry like wouldn't that be a great story to be telling about what's going on instead of instead of instead of these allegations that we're unfortunately discussing. I believe that's the real role of government to help, you know, to basically give people the resources that they need from day one to be able to succeed and make those choices and then learn how to make those choices for themselves uh, by early adulthood. Hmm. So, you know, you're, you're a young person. Um, People in your age group, did they vote? Um, yes, I mean it's definitely it, it, it's definitely it's definitely skewed. So like it really depends. Okay. Um, and I, I think that it's really a, a lot's going to have to do with. So I'm, I'm looking at, you know, the presidential elections coming up. Um, you know, I, I really think that it it depends on it, whether it seems like it's a done deal for Trump 
or if people believe or, or if Democrats can get out the ground game to be able to organize, mobilize, and then literally get people to the polls. Do my mm-hmm. friends vote? I mean, it's probably half and half. It, like, I have friends who, you know, I have friends my age who have never voted once in their lives. And I have, I have friends who, you know, they, they see it as their civic responsibility. Um, and, you know, they might not vote all the time, but like, I'd say the major, I'd say, I'd say the majority of my friends are, and people within my age group generally try to pay attention. And then the folks who don't, you know, it's, it's not necessarily their fault. Uh, they might be consumed with other things and mm-hmm. they really can't take on anything else at this point in time. Uh, but that's why, again, we get back to that whole thing of government working to if uplift people through programs and services. Mm-hmm. So in the, uh, the final moments of our program, Zach, What's your thoughts about what's going on right now? You know, um, I, I just I, I I would like to see a, a, a you know an honest an honest invest, independent investigation, um, mm-hmm. and, and if there's no wrongdoing, there should be no reason to uh, you know to impede that investigation. Hmm. I think this is. I think this is a uh, issue that will be talked about for quite a while, and I hope, as this issue evolves, that you will come back on Focus on Albany and share your thoughts. Would you do that? I uh, yeah, Cynthia. You know, you you shine a light on uh, what's going on in in our community, and you know, I I was. I would love to be a part of that. So, you know, thank you for the work that you do. Thank you. So you've been listening to uh, Zach Garofalo. And uh, in the last minute, we have uh, give your organization a little plug, one one block at a time, a block at a time. Sure, so a block at a time. Um, I'm a co-founder of a block at a time. uh, And... We work in in Albany basically to empower people to be active community members who are aware of their rights and who know how to use their voices to influence policies, practices, regulations, and law. And, um, you know, what we've been working on basically since since we started up was trying to repair some of the harm that's been done between the – basically try to improve relationships between the the police department and um and the and and different neighborhoods so we're kind of like that conduit that bridge you know to to close the gap and get people talking to one another um and bringing people to the table as it pertains to actual policy and deployment of of resources and manpower so that's what a block at a time does we're on facebook uh Twitter, Instagram, um, just look it up. Look us up at a block at a time. And thank you again, Cynthia. 
Thank you, Zach. So you've been listening to Focus on Albany. I'm Cynthia Pooler. You've been listening to Zach Garaflo. So if you like this show, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Thank you. Have a great day. Thanks, Zach. We'll talk soon. Thank you. Bye-bye.